fired up. The snap, the put down, the swing of the leg. It is on its way. It is good! Cincinnati wins the American Championship! Cincinnati, a 20-point win tonight in Kansas City. Cincinnati is legit. Welcome to the national scene. Wes Miller and the Cincinnati Bearcats with the win. And guess what? The Joe Burrow era is just beginning. Welcome back. It is another episode of Pardon the Punctuation. As always, I am Aaron Smith, joined by my two cohorts, the BCJ affiliate, Ed Mayhall, no longer the self-proclaimed best producer. I think he's been passed by somebody in the BCJ network. That's not no, that's not true. Um, but also uh also, Jeff Howell, who uh, had a, has a little little stardom coming. Now, I mean, you got a new show. You were on another show. Just busy little bee these days. Yeah, um, I don't know where the guys from uh, One Time for the Fan found me. I assume from my ramblings on Twitter, uh, and they thought that I was, uh, I, don't know, I guess, smart enough to come on their show and tell them all about Desmond Ritter. Fair enough. I mean, <laughs> but. It was a blast. That show's awesome. Um, if anybody's like Falcons fans or lives in Atlanta and wants information, I mean, they seemingly cover every team that's down there, uh, much like we do up here. Uh, so it was kind of like folding into a, another dimension worth of us. Like, nice. like it's like the Marvel universe, like, <laughs> like split through. And now I'm like on this Atlanta podcast. No, but they're great. It's uh, one time for the fan uh, for anybody that, that wants to uh, check that out, but they're they're a great group of dudes. They plan on coming up here for the uh, the Falcons Bengals game, nice. uh, so I'll point that, them the direction of Bengal Jim's uh, tailgate. That Desmond Ritter should probably be the uh, the starter of when they do come to town. Oh, they were they were they were very hype on on Desmond, and then um, I did get a chance to ask them about Hayden Hurst. Uh, there were there was a lot of people in their chat that were upset that Atlanta let him go um, over the okay. fact that they, they thought that he wasn't used properly when he was there. Um, and when he did get his chances, he, he looked really good. Um, so they were like, the one guy was like, I hate this. I hate to say it to you. Uh, he's better than Uzama. And I was like, all right. Well, like nobody, like I'm, I'm not going to, I'll take, I'll take things that. we already knew for 200. Right. Bob. <laughs> and you. he did. He did also mention that he is a, uh, a big personality, which I think we've seen a little bit of uh, thus far, um, but that he's a big, like kind of a big personality, big locker room guy. Um, so maybe he just, maybe he just slides right into the uh, Uzama role as like Uzama 2.0. Fair enough. Well, again, congratulations on your, uh, your recent success with, you know, a, another podcast uh, in the BCJ network. And uh, yeah, has that been announced here yet? I think that was uh, not, just announced on Thursday. Yeah, we just announced that Thursday. So you'll be co-hosting Bearcat Brunch with David Simone. So again, congratulations on uh, quite the Thank little you. glow up. Oh, Thank you. I, I have this to credit for all of it. So You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> I mean, I guess I should just... I, I have... You know, he's just an affiliate over there. I don't, yeah, I'm just an affiliate. <laughs> 
Um, I I have I have a question to run by you guys before we get into like the sports stuff. Fantasy football. I have uh, a I have keepers due by midnight tonight, and I have a team full of guys. Um, but I have to keep four, or I, I have to keep three. Well, technically four. Um, but one's an automatic because he was a rookie, and we we have a rookie draft, and we can keep last year's rookie Kyle Pitts. No brainer. Oh. I'm keeping him. Oh. He costs he costs like an eighth round, a sixth round, something like that. Um, so yeah, no brainer on that one. But I have four guys that I'm choosing between, and I need to have three of those four. A first round keeper cost for Cooper Cup. A second round keeper cost for Nick Chubb a 10th round keeper cost for Terry McLaurin and a 13th round keeper cost for Jalen Hurts. What are your thoughts? I keep everybody, but Jalen Hurts. You don't think Jalen Hurts at a 13th round pick is. So you give up you. Okay. So you give up your 13th round pick in the draft for I don't play in a keeper league. I play just right. in like, we just you, strip draft. So like they would, they would count as your 13th round pick. Or Cooper Cup as my first round, or Nick Chubb as my second round, or Terry McLaurin as my tenth round. Oh, I have to keep three of those four. Ed, uh, that, thoughts? That's hard. That's hard to like. Oh, I was messing. He, he wasn't <laughs> listening at all. Yeah, that's kind of hard to go on though. Like, I, I would, I would lean. I would still, I think, lean lean towards maybe. Maybe hunting on on Jalen Hurts. See, for me, <laughs> although who knows, Cooper Cup might not have another like crazy good year, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think he's still going to have a really solid year. I would agree, unless he gets injured. And you can't you can't take it unless he gets injured into account here. No, and and if I didn't keep him as a first round keeper, somebody else. I have the eighth round eighth overall pick. Somebody else would have him. Unless they're they've already used their I don't know, first unless, round as well. Uh, unless a lot of unless they unless they start using them for other uh, first round picks for like running backs. But a lot of those are kept as well. And when you have twelve teams and you have three keepers per team, the only thing is, if they were so every year, this is our, our rules are wacky. Every year, wherever they were drafted, in the slots. They move up two places every year in keeper cost. So I won't be able to, if I kept Cooper Cup and Nick Chubb, I can't have them as keepers next year. They would go back into the pile. Okay. So if you punt on Cooper Cup, hope that he's still there at the eighth pick, then he'd go back into the pile next year, regardless. Then he goes back in, like, Whoever okay. my first round pick would be. So is no going first back. round picks ever. Can be, no, can be kept. no first or second round picks can be kept. Correct. Mm-hmm. You've got to see that there's a whole lot of brain needed oh, yeah. for that league. Oh yeah. And I don't, when I play fantasy football, I like to just like, like Not picks do that. every year and then rock with it. I'm thinking though, even if we didn't have keepers the way that they are cup and chub at one and two are really good. So I think, yeah, I, you, I don't think you 
it comes down to McLaurin or, or Hertz. Yeah. And do you want Hertz to be your quarterback at 13? That's excellent value. I can still take somebody else earlier. Yeah, you can that. take somebody else earlier and you're I mean, I think McLaurin will probably be available somewhere around in there if you wanted him back. At ten? At ten? I mean, I'm not seeing all the way to the tenth round. He right wouldn't. again. That would be excellent. Excellent. Uh, that would be good value, value. on him too. Mm-hmm. I'm just wondering who you the hell's going. I'm just wondering who the hell's going to be throwing McLaurin the ball. Is it going to be Wentz? Because Wentz has not looked good through camp. All right, punt on McLaurin. Final answer. I think so too. Yeah. I think so too. Final McLaurin, final answer. Turn them in right now. <laughs> get the phone out. Sign on the dotted line. I'll, Let's I'll, go. I'll get it in, but I have to. I have to host a show here. Oh. Um. So, where should we? St- I'll, I'll. I'll let you guys drive a little bit tonight. You guys know the topics that I want to talk about tonight. So, oh, do you, you want to s- somewhere? Do you want to start with Reds topics? Do you want to start with Bengals topics? Do you want to start with Bearcats topics? Let's just go with the Reds because they're playing right now, I think. There's not a ton to talk about on the Reds. Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> uh, there's there's, there's not a ton to talk on the Reds. Joey Votto did have rotator cuff surgery and will be out the rest of the season. Um, we saw him in a picture on was it on Twitter? Some, it was somebody had it. Of, him and uh, Stevenson. Him and Stevenson rocking the uh, the shoulder slings. Breaks my heart a little bit. Is Joey Votto done? Um, only because of who he is. No, oh. like I don't think he's gonna ride off into the sunset on a you know season-ending injury. Well, I mean. Can he come back from it and be? The the thing is, is they can't they can't just get. Rid... I mean, he they they owe him too much. He's you know what I mean. Like, they still owe him a ton of money. Owe him some money. Yeah. Uh, I guess it's gonna it's gonna really come down to how how does he come back from it? You know what I mean? Like it. I guess the the surgery went well. Because he was eating ice cream when he walked it was, out of the hospital. Oh, that hospital. was who tweeted it out. It was Kremchik. It was it was Doctor Timothy Kremchik who who tweeted that out. Actually, okay. Now, now so, I remember. <laughs> so, I look. He he could be done. It could be that he comes back next year, and it's not. I don't know what the I don't know what the timetable is on a rotator cuff surgery. Um, Ed, can you see if you can find that out? I can. But, Thanks. But I would assume that it's not like your average, you know, six to eight week kind of. Yeah, I don't think he's out for a year, not not like an ACL or something like that. Or a Tommy John. I don't think it's like that. Um, Rotator cuff is still tough. A rough surgery to come back from makes you wonder if that's why he waited so long. That's from uh, possibly Mr. Inman. Uh, Yeah. if he comes back next year and, you know, the rehab, maybe the rehab doesn't go well, maybe, you know what I mean? Like, if, if he comes back and it's not it's not functioning the way he wants to, although he says that it, he injured it back in 2015 and he's been, like, you know, it's probably been slowly degrading since then. Hopkins. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No. Hopkins Medical 
says that throwers who have had this operation on average take nine to 12 months to recover fully for throwing. But okay, so was it his throwing shoulder? I guess it was. Um, that might solidify him being a permanent DH. That's a great point. What I thought was it—is it his right shoulder? He was leaning with his back to Stevenson, left shoulder in the sling, I believe. Let's find it. Yeah, you you look that up. <clears throat> Either way, though, I mean. Yeah, that's that's not good. I would imagine if it is his rotator cuff, it's probably in his throwing shoulder. Yeah, that makes the most sense. If we're talking nine to twelve months, like that's not good. Nope. I didn't expect that. I was thinking like six months. Like I was thinking he would. You know what I mean? I was yeah, like four to six. Like, right. I was thinking he'd be ready to go, like start a spring training. Since so his left. Yeah. So that that would in fact be. His throwing arm. Now, I guess, I mean, he, if you're saying that throwers, it takes them nine to 12 months. Well, I found something else that says it takes four to six months, just four to six months for the healing before you can engage in usual sports. So you got four to six months for healing and then recovery, you know, getting your, your arm back in, you know, Condition. Yeah. Okay. So so let's say it takes four to six months and he can come back, but he can't throw. That's permanent DH. Permanent DH for sure. And coincidentally, we now have the ability to have a permanent DH. Okay. So that's that's not as uh as positive as I wanted that uh, little segment to go. <laughs> uh, he bats left, throws right. Okay. Okay. Maybe, maybe there's hope. I don't. I don't know what kind of motion though. He only has two more years left on his contract though. Yes, yeah, still like if you're even even yeah. even having to like move your. You got you got to have the range of motion for sure, just to play baseball, just in general. Yeah. Um, okay. Inman just said that the docs told him six months. Probably start rehabbing then. Um, That's wild. Yeah, yeah it mean, is that. Maybe just move. Maybe he just becomes like, uh, like a bench coach. Um, in other news, Jake Fraley has uh, been raking on fire, like the fifth highest OPS since the all-star break. And you know who has the number one OPS since the all-star break? Is he getting drug tested? What's what's going on with Albert Pujols? Is is it like he said uh, deer 12 years ago? Like, what is going on? What did you say? Deer antler spray? Deer antler spray? Dude. <laughs> I mean, just why? Like, I really hope. Like, I, I really hope that Pujols gets to seven hundred. I think he's at six ninety three now. Home runs. So, with Jake Fraley doing what he's doing and making the Winker and Eugenio Suarez trade look a little better, a little bit. 
a little bit. Um, is, is, a, he, it, is he somebody that you would continue to build, like help with this rebuild as you look at 24 being the year? Well, here's the thing. Um, I, I kind of look at 2023 and maybe even 24. I mean, we don't know, but I look at 23 kind of as like a, a, a solid tryout year. Um, for everyone. Yeah. Keep, keep them around. Obviously you got your pitchers that aren't going anywhere, uh, with Ashcraft, who I guess is on the IL now. Um, Lodolo and green. Um, and then you just start, uh, and then you got a uh, Diaz in the pen. Um, so I, I think you keep him. I mean, obviously you keep him around, see what he's got. He uh, totally over, I was watching a thing the other day. They said he totally, he's totally overhauled his swing. Um, like, you know, halfway through the season, he kind of pulled a Joey Votto and totally changed his approach and his, uh, the way he's going about it. Obviously I have not been watching a whole lot of Reds baseball this year. Um, I don't think any of it. I don't think any of us have, um, so to to be able to make comments on like the little things like that, um, to notice that a, a batter outside of like looking and being like, well, he was not so good here, and now said he is. Why? Um, you know, for somebody to be able to mid season kind of turn things around like that, if he can maintain that, if it's something that sticks, because uh, there there have been guys that have uh, had hot streaks before. Um, looking at you, Aquino, um, Man. and then have fallen off the off the table, face um, of the earth. And I I know I know that a lot of people are like, oh, but look at all these other like really extended out metrics and stuff. No, I don't care. Like he's not good. No, um, outside of the fact that he has an absolute hose from the outfield. So did Puig, and he's not even in the league anymore. No, that's Puig still does for that matter. Yeah, that's from that's there. There's probably other mitigating circumstances there that have kept him <laughs> out of the league. I mean... um, but Aquino absolutely has a hose, and if there are any bright spots throughout of things I enjoy watching, it's outfield putouts. And anytime somebody challenges him, it's exciting to watch. So maybe is there a way that we can get like I don't know, like a designated just batter? For him, like he played, he plays in the outfield, plays in the outfield, and then we use anyone else to bat for him. I I don't think that's how that works. No, no. Uh, Can we also talk about why that Spencer Steer guy is still down in the minor leagues when we're calling up like Stuart Fairchild, who nice, I'm sure is a very nice individual, Um, (laughs) but. I'm sure he's really nice steers, guy. steers on like a a thousand game hitting streak down there. Uh, he dented he did the outfield. Like did it again the, tonight. Yeah, he dented the outfield wall with a double tonight. Like it's only a matter of time, right? Like and it not this season. Be, you don't think they're going to bring him up at all? They're going to wait until next year for all of these dudes because they don't want to start tapping into. I saw somebody was commenting that it doesn't affect his. His clock doesn't isn't affected. There's like some, because of probably a million reasons that I, don't, I will, like I Clay will Snowden would know about that I don't. <laughs> I will be shocked if they 
bring him up already. Just bring him up. I mean, I'm not saying go get Cam Collier and bring him up because that dude. Some I did see somebody say like, why don't we bring up Cam Collier? Like the dude's played like three games in rookie ball. Well, Spencer Steer is doing some things down there. Ellie De La Cruz is doing some things down there. I th- I feel like I see a, a different home run every single night. And they're all monster shots. Like his first one, five hundred nineteen. Yeah, his first one in, at at Chattanooga was like five hundred nineteen feet. He just hit one the other day that was like four hundred ninety one. Like he just gets into the ball and launches it. And then they, he had a home um, run the other night that he he golfed. He went so low in the zone to get reach and get one out. And then you got Matt McLean is is playing well. Noel, I can't even say his name. Noel V. Marte. Noel V. Marte. Marte. That dude is, is raking down there. I mean, I, I at least see highlights from it because Bryce Spalding, I think, has turned into like he doesn't care about major leagues. He just watches minor league stuff and puts it up. And I'm okay with that. Like Jose Barrero's finally coming around, you know? even at the big league level. Uh, he worked uh, he had, his first a, walk of the season tonight. Well, he, he had a he had a walk off hit the other day after not many games after they had pulled him in the same situation for Alejo mm-hmm. Lopez. And uh, I think like uh, a week I, prior, I think we had a conversation about that, and yep. I said it's probably a decent little wake up call, and maybe it was, or maybe you just let the guy hit, uh, or maybe. We- Maybe we, we talked about that on late night reds. Maybe, maybe I know a little something or maybe I don't, maybe I just guessed on that one, but I look smart for it now. And that'll be the show. <laughs> Thanks yeah. guys. All right. Put that <laughs> we're out. Come on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but we're but, only at 22 minutes. You can't cut it off yet, but seriously, it's uh, it, it's been a lot of fun. Like just even watching the highlights of, quite the plethora of talent the reds have accumulated um i saw that in a in a ranking of farm systems i don't recall who it was by mlb uh, pipeline there it is uh fourth fourth in all of baseball right now as far as farm systems go and two months ago you could not say that correct And, and it was when we looked at the season through a different set of eyeballs um very early on it was I think right after the the Winker Suarez trade, we had Clay Snowden on, mm-hmm. and Clay tried to uh, back us all off the ledge by saying, "Look, this is you know this is kind of the organization, the situation that they are in right now, and they're going to have to use this season to build." the minor leagues we're gonna have to build their farm system and then start looking at because they got some guys there and uh, you know starting to look at you know 24 and we've all talked about it as being the the year and then some of the guys that they brought in you know fam they were able to you know and then obviously Cassie was already here so we flipped him for jury. an absolute an absolute haul jury yeah. um all those guys, like a couple of those guys that we, uh, like more so the guys that we brought in on like some cheap deals, yeah. um, we were able to flip. I mean, that really, that's about all you can ask for in a situation like that. Like if you're, if you know that this year is not, not going to be the year, um, which it very clearly was not going to be the year, uh, after a three and 22 start, um, you start looking for other things to be positive about. And that is you had some individuals that were playing very good individual baseball 
and we were able to use them to uh, fleece a lot of teams and take a lot of good guys out of other teams' farm systems and bolster our own. Um, and whether they end up flipping some of those guys for dudes for right now when they start moving forward, maybe. We'll find out. Because that's that's what Houston did when they had their rebuild before they started banging trash cans and all that bullshit. But I think they were already banging trash cans. They just didn't have the personnel to like actually capitalize on capitalize on knowing that hey, here comes a, a curveball. And they're like, well, coach, I can't hit a curveball. So nobody nobody out there wearing buzzers yet or anything. But yeah, nobody's like whatever. holding their holding their jerseys up while they're running. Don't, don't take my shirt off. You're gonna get me yeah. busted. <laughs> I got wires on. Yeah, come on, uh, man. Anyway, I digress. Um, that's about all I have for the Reds, though. Uh, unless you guys have anything else. Um, no, you think they'll start putting security in the upper deck at uh, <laughs> Great American Ballpark? I saw that they were investigating the Oakland Oakland PD or whatever was investigating that. Unless there's camera that caught anything. We were doing it as a joke. It's fine. Ah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm not. Arguing. I don't know how they're gonna. I don't know how they're gonna catch that. Good luck finding the people, anyway. Right. Moving on. Um, FC Mid Cincinnati played another game this week. How'd they do, Ed? Oh god. What? And. Hmm. I said they tied. Oh, weird, uh, huh? Would have never guessed. That's so strange. Unbelievable. But we did uh, re-sign. We signed Vasquez for the next four, three years. Until 26. Until 26, yeah. So, yay us. Don't know what any of that means, but all they do is tie. He was an all-star, wasn't he, I think? Thank you. He was. Him and Acosta. I'll give Ed. I'll throw Ed that back. Thank you. Appreciate where, when where, where are they in the standings now with all these ties? Man, I, you want me to check that? I could check that. I think they were like ninth, which doesn't put them in the top half. No, it kind of defines mid. It's a little less. Although, you know, so I, 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 I did start looking to see what the record is for like the most uh, draws in a season. Um, and it's oh, they're not even called ties. They had. Can't call a field a pitch. Uh, Columbus has eleven draws. Field. I think. I think so do we, right? No, we have ten. Okay. And uh, well, I mean, Columbus. Are you trying to say they don't call it the Midwest? Columbus, for nothing. Is, Columbus is in seventh. So. Well done, Aaron. Well done. Did you hear that, Ed? No, Aaron. What did you say, buddy? They don't call it the Midwest for nothing. Hey, but I'm moving so, on. So. Uh, no, but the the record's like seventeen, I think. I think that's what I found. So, all right. Well, also, we got Bengals and Bearcats. So, what are we doing next, fellas? Uh, let's go Bengals. Excellent choice. Who day? I so, did get to throw Who day out on that Atlanta Falcons podcast. Let's. Let's start at this week. Uh, 
I just love that the timestamp for FC Cincinnati is like three minutes. I'm just looking at Ed's face. <laughs> well, I missed I missed a comment over here. It looks like Moose just got hurt. Shocker. Oh no, I'm I'm assuming that Senzel will also come up. DFA. Is it DFA them DFA. all? Get him out of here. Get him out of here. Him and his Cadillac commercials. Um so if we want to talk about the Bengals, I guess we should start. I wanted to start with this week, but I shouldn't start with this week. Let's go back to the preseason game. And let's talk about the broadcast issues. What the hell? I got so mad I turned it off. Um, Like it just said, oh, I forget what he even said anymore. Just like this. It said like the signal wasn't. Signal was, yeah. No signal red, or something. It was a red screen. I thought for a second that something was wrong with my uh, Apple TV. So I'm like, oh, you were watching I, on the Apple TV. So then I changed the channel on uh, on it, and it, everything else was working fine. So I'm like, oh, that's not good. And like went back to it, and then I of course went to the uh, all knowing Twitters, and um, everybody. I think there was like 40 tweets in a row that were just like a a picture of everyone's you know putting in TV. With a bright red screen and the little message right there in the middle, and they're like, "What's going on?" And like, well, Bengal Jim was not happy about it. Like, let me tell you about how fun it is out here in Athens, home of Joe Burrow. Uh, I paid what thirty bucks to watch to get the NFL Plus thing and have all the preseason games. And apparently, I was blacked out on NFL Plus of the preseason because they think because I live in a Columbus market for some of the channels that I get all of the Columbus channels, which I don't because the channel that the NFL football was on in Columbus, actually, whether it's ABC, NBC, I don't even know, slash care, um, actually is a West Virginia channel here. So on cable, I didn't get it. On NFL Network, I didn't get it. I got a football life rerun of Willie McGinnis. So I couldn't watch anything except the clips that were coming in, the highlight clips that were coming in from NFL Network. Super fun. That's awful. What, you need a VPN, Aaron. What what service do you use? Spectrum. Oh, I'll say because all right. And again, paid thirty dollars for the NFL Plus app to have all of the preseason games. I could watch any of them except the one in the market I live in. Dumb. Should be able to fix that somehow. Like the Yeah, especially when it's not being broadcast to anyone for the first quarter, apparently. That's fair yeah. as well. Cause like when we when we switched back to Cincinnati Bell, um the Verizon had been pinging off so many towers. Every time we logged into Hulu, it thought we were in a new zip code. So <laughs> when we switched back to Cincinnati Bell, uh I had to call them. The time that we switched to another cable service, and I had to give them a zip code and everything. I got to go to an IP address website and all that kind of stuff and give them all this information so they could get me back, my channels back. So is there some? I don't know. I feel like they should be able to do something like that for you, but it's Spectrum, so who knows? Oh, and I'm not going to call Spectrum about a preseason game. Oh yeah, God, God forbid you call somebody. It was it was preseason, right? But get it out of the way so you can watch the regular season. It it was preseason. Okay. All right. Regular season, we should be just fine. 
in any case, that was me ranting about that. Um, Dax Hill looks like the real deal. What did I say after that first game? Yeah, he and guess good. who was feeling the heat? He is graded right now out of all rookies, I believe number four out of all rookies. I saw uh, with that. Sauce Gardner at number five out of all rookies, and that's according to PFF. Um, but Dax Hill, there you go. Play it, Ed. Go ahead. I don't. I'm not that ready for it. Dog. There it is. I'm over here working things. Never know what he's doing back there. <laughs> he's working to upgrade that BCJ affiliate status. Um, Trying my best. Akeem Davis Gaither also has been graded really high as he's played a ton throughout this preseason already. Um, I think in the second game, though, he only had 13 plays, I believe. Um, but still, rating really high. Um, when I say a ton, maybe just more a ton more than the starters who have played none. Apparently, PFF ranked Volson with a 28 for pass blocking. He did rank really poorly, according to PFF, this week. After a really high ranking last week. Still putting forth a better effort. At 28, I think that's still higher than Jackson Carmen the week prior. Just saying. Dog. And then and Jackson Carmen's been going through like what like I guess he had COVID. They say COVID or something. He was yes. out for like a COVID day. Apparently he has COVID. I'd have COVID too if I ranked the worst out of all NFL linemen in a preseason. Is he I guess if he has COVID, he wasn't out there this week, so I doubt it. Maybe, so it's, maybe uh, Five days now? Yeah. So. I don't know if Fauci retired, so I don't know what. Not yet. He's not, not, till, not till December. Oh, sorry. Uh, he, um, Fauci doesn't make the decision. CDC does. Anyway. Um, I don't know if anybody would. T- I mean, may, maybe a change of scenery would be good for Jackson Carmen. I don't know. Like home on a couch? No, like I mean, maybe, well. could, maybe some like Buffalo or something. They, what do you get from what did they send us some buffalo wings for him? No, they did that because we helped them win a game. They don't just they don't just get rid of those wings for for nothing. Did you guys see that the uh, price for chicken wings is is at a pre pandemic low? Tell that to the restaurants I'm buying chicken wings at. I know, right? Yeah, but seriously, I just saw that I, the news. I didn't know I needed to know uh, last Thursday. I think on Twitter. Because you go buy a wing anywhere and you're paying like. Yeah, it's like market price now. It's like the same as buying a lobster. Yes. We don't even put a a price in the menu anymore. We just say, hey, market price today. Prices are subject to change. Is your football game today? They're $6 a wing. (laughs) Market price is such a scam. Yeah. I hate that. Like, don't, don't put market price. Just put on there. Like, if you, if it's 40 bucks. Always or whatever, you know, put it on there. Just put uh, market price, and then be like, "Yo, if you have to ask how much it is, you can't afford it." No, that's probably yeah. not. You probably yeah. should be out eating then. You're probably not going to tip your waitress very good either. Clearly, Ed's run into some of this. No, I'm just saying that's what people say. You're right. You're right, Jeff. You're right. Right again. We already um, talked about go. this. I I I tip Shit. very well. Um, you guys think it's weird though that. No starter has played a snap 
prior to week three. Did we that's talk about not, this last that's week? Not true. No, nah, we. I mean, we talked. A, oh, who started? Oh, the kickers. Yeah, the kicker. Well, Chrisman was kicking the whole game. Huber was not, as they need to see what they have in Drew Chrisman. But yeah, uh, I think my like. Okay, so here here's my take on the punting situation because I know a lot of people are like. A lot of people thought, I guess, that maybe Huber, myself included, would retire after last year. Um, just, I mean, he's been around a long time. Um, Very long time. My, my fear is, and maybe it doesn't matter because he's a superhuman, but having Huber continue to hold for, you know, Money Mac or whatever. I think that's, there, like, there's, there's your clue. Like, like that's got to be, you know what I mean? Like that's got to be a little bit, it's got to weigh in there somewhat, right? Sure. That's a big deal. Like you can't, if you've never done it before or you've never done like, it for this kicker, you're going to throw him I mean, out there week one. Listen to the Pat McAfee uh, when, when uh, McAfee went to the NFL and he's like, oh yeah, I, I've always held, need, like never held ever. He was yeah. not, he, he like went to a holding camp going into the NFL. Didn't know that was a thing, but and he was that. holding for one of the best kickers in the league at the time. Yeah, he's, like, yeah. he's like, I've never, I've never, I've never held. But he, he told him that he, that he held all through like high school and he used to hold in college, all kinds of stuff. I guess you say what you got to say to get in the NFL, but yeah, absolutely. Those interviews. <laughs> no, you're right. No, I, I love caviar. Oh, is that a McAfee joke? No, I just, I was throwing out something random that people. Might not love. Okay. Fair. All right. All right. Couldn't follow you down that road, but glad you led me there. All right. Well. All right. <laughs> not sure if that's a joke or not, but I'll be happy to unpack that with you later. Fair enough. Um. So, the Bengals. I don't. Did I don't even. Did they win? Did they lose? I don't even know. They lost. They lost. All right. Cool. Um, they could have. They could have. Like. So I caught the end of it because. Nine to. Uh, I'll I'll drop it again. I was on another podcast. Um, <laughs> I stopped. So, wa- I stopped even watching the highlights because I couldn't watch the game. I'm like, yeah. I've seen enough. Chris Evans had a I, really long return. I did see that. I only I only turned it on because I saw somebody like tweeted like, oh, uh, you know, McPherson's gonna go for one from like seventy, and I was like, oh, let's see this, <laughs> and uh, I opened it up and. Watched uh, the end of the game there, and he didn't. Um, they never brought him back out. So I was like, yeah. Browning had like a nice little little uh, out pass he made, and it kind of took it across the line. And then uh, I think there was a false start on the next play, so they moved him back, and they were like, oh, they could send him back out there now. And you could see that uh, Evan wanted to. Like he put his helmet back on and was like ready to go. And there's no overtime in uh in the preseason now i guess um no, so and yeah, no uh so it wouldn't have mattered uh it just would have ended the game on a tie so instead they like ran i don't know some little like goofy swing pass or something to end the game and like they didn't even try and throw like a bomb which is a little disappointing but i guess if you throw some kind of crazy deep ball and somebody jumps up and lands and breaks their ankle in the preseason trying to go for the win. Like, Can we just skip silly. this preseason game on Saturday? Well, before we get to the preseason game on Saturday, 
Aaron has a rant that he has been chewing on. Oh, I forgot Aaron does have a rant. The hell are we doing with these joint practices? For what? It doesn't make any sense to have a joint practice. You have two teams this week that just played in the Super Bowl, and you have a coach, Sean McVay, who had to say, we don't need to be getting in fights. We got things to do. We got work to do. And we need to get these two days of practice in. If you get, if you need to get two days of practice, stay in LA. You don't need to be in Cincinnati. The two teams don't need to match up. We saw the Patriots and and I, I'm trying to remember who, what was the other team. The was it the Colts? Yes. I, just yeah. fighting again and again and again. Why do we need to do joint practices? Isn't that the whole point of the preseason games? Like. You don't see collegiate teams doing preseason joint practices. It's just none of it makes any sense to me. I don't know why we're doing it. And I, it just seems like either somebody's going to get hurt because they aren't pulling back is when they're hitting people. And again, fighting like you had a coach that literally had to put out a press release. We don't need to be in fights. Uh, then don't have the joint practice. It's stupid. Stay home. So, Actually, it's the Panthers that they fought. Um, I mean, have we, we haven't really fought teams in the past. So why all of a sudden did they have to bring that out for us? Like, it's just because we saw each other in the Super Bowl. So like bad blood is carried over. Why, why, why did he have to come out and even say that? I didn't even think that there were, I don't even remember there being any bad blood in the Super Bowl. Really? No, no. I don't know. I just, the whole thing seems dumb. Yeah, I, I, I don't tell me. Tell me why we should have joint practices, and maybe I can listen to the other side. But I, I don't understand why we're doing I, this. There's not I honestly reason. don't. I honestly don't see another side to it. I mean, I know like in high school, like they they sometimes over the summer will have like uh, a camp that has like you know five or six high schools come well, together, that's a scrimmage, and, right? and, and they run like a little scrimmage. seven. On, well, they run like little seven on sevens, and like or the, or they'll do a, a scrimmage, but it's like you know only helmets, so there's no hitting. Um, obviously high school has different rules and things about what they can, when they can put pads on and when they can do that kind of thing. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't understand why they need to do it, especially like taking out the fact that, you know, these are, they were in the Super Bowl against each other last year. And I guess maybe there's something that we don't know about, um, that happened or something in there i I don't know uh but i it doesn't make any sense why why are you gonna have these guys going at each other in practice and then two days and then then if something if something does start to fester during these practices and then you've got your starters out there in the third game of the preseason Mm -hmm. and maybe maybe the Bengals run their starters out for the first you know four series let's say and the rams only put in put in their their you know guys that are trying to make the team and some dude you know dives at joe burrow's knee that's a problem yeah i mean it's a problem at any point but like sure if it's something that can be tracked back to like oh there was like you know some words said because like we all know joe burrow he likes to talk Get under people's he skin. He does. What it, you know, if he if he gets somebody all fired up and then they're like, Well, I'll show you. Way to go. It just, probably, that person's probably not making it out of the city. This seems dumb. 
this whole thing seems dumb to have, especially before a third preseason two, two, game. Two professional teams come together for a practice. Like, what? what's the point? It doesn't make sense. You should be in game prep mode at that point, not running two practices against each other and then playing an, a game, a preseason game at that against each other. This, this whole thing is stupid and contrived, and I, I guess we're playing into nostalgia because we've always done this where you have some practices. I, I can't remember a time where they didn't do this. I feel like it's been going on since Hard Knocks. Maybe that's why they're still doing it is so that they can have this footage on Hard Knocks. I don't know, but they can't is, be like... Are the Rams on Hard Knocks? No, no I'm saying Detroit oh, is. Just saying it in, Detroit in, is. Maybe yeah. that's why they continued this tradition of doing the scrimmages, so you or did the, like the practices. So you have... Well, Detroit just had a, a, player, a, a player-led practice. That's interesting. But no I'm, coaches on the field except for uh, who's their head coach? Is it um, man, man, man? Uh, the dude that drinks the coffee and so he cries a lot. Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn. No, no. no. Man Campbell. No. Dan Campbell. Man Campbell. Bite their kneecaps off. Whatever that dude. So I guess only the head coach was out there, and he didn't. They said he didn't say anything. He was just out there, and it was a player-run practice. I don't That's know if wild. they had like a bad like I don't know you've seen season game or if they've had like some bad stuff and they just wanted to like let it rock and roll hey. like that like Jeff Jeff Geoff has a, a good point here it helps bring more money in and so if we're gonna have to have I mean practices don't I mean pay. The, the, oh practices no, okay sorry that, that's a it's a free it's a uh, season ticket holder perk to go to the the practices. Yeah, the the one one this week. I think it's tomorrow or Tuesday. We gotta get all that. We gotta get all that money to pay Joe. So uh, it's not, not gonna matter if he gets hit in a practice or in a game scenario because things boiled over. I'm not on board with it. It's stupid. I like I, I like I like your rant, Aaron. Get off my well, lawn. Had, I mean, you had this this week. Right, and everybody thought it was a dirty play, but it wasn't. And what if something like this happens, and now we're out of player? Right. So why don't you mute the sound when you're playing those videos? I thought I chose no sound on that one. Nope. That's why the sound doesn't have an X on it in that bottom right corner. I won't talk to you. That's fine. <laughs> um, well, if you if you look around on Twitter though, there were, I believe, one or two plays that the Giants ran in that same game that were the same play against Bengals players. Yeah, I mean, plenty of players came out and said it's not a dirty hit. I mean, even Whitworth came out and said it's not a dirty hit. I also read Whitworth has been very vocal on this particular subject, Andrew Whitworth, and he's been saying more or less that Kayvon Thibodeau just didn't take, like, he didn't defend himself well. If you watch that, you're not supposed to brace. You're supposed to meet it head on. So he he gets into the backfield and it's like he froze. Like he wasn't sure. Like he what didn't, do? he yeah. didn't continue his, like he took like a weird, like side hop step thing. And that was it. Like he just kind of stopped there and Hey, that's, he was that, everyone made it very clear. Cause like Emmanuel Acho came out and was like, that's a cowardly play. That's like, you know, it's dirty and whatever. Like Warren Sharp was really loud about it being dirty as well. Like a lot, really? these people were trying to like not Warren Sapp, Warren Sharp. You know, they 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 they're coming coming for uh, it was, it was Thaddeus Moss, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Thad. 
and every like anyone and you would expect those guys to at least have like some knowledge of like football my favorite was people making the joke like oh he must have been a hall of famer son or something like come on man uh to, to me i agree bill you, you've Sharp got a lot a of dumbo. you've got a you got a lot of people coming out and they're like that that is exactly what tight ends are taught to do tight ends running backs wide receivers on a, on a all... cut block but when they come back like that mm-hmm. that's what you have to do well and i don't agree with a whole lot of what mark schlereth says he came out and said the same thing though where you have taken away hitting up high you've taken away hitting like how, how much more of the body are you going to take away if you take away hitting low where you you can't hit anybody like it's not it's not like an illegal chop block or something like that. Like there's ways to defend yourself against this particular type of block. Again, the Bengals did it twice in this same game where they defended this type of a block. It's just the way it is. Like he just took the wrong angle at it. You're everyone said that was you've never played football before. You're supposed to hit it head on, and you're supposed to either go up and over the guy, which is the block you're supposed to level the guy in some way shape or form or you block and still continue around him albeit you're you're kind of taken out of the play because again they executed the block i don't if you take away the legs where you're not allowed to do those types of blocks how else as a especially as a tight end as a receiver as a running back are you supposed to block these guys who are probably outweighing you by somewhere in the range of Oh, I don't know, 70 to 150 pounds of muscle. Right. Solid. Those are big dudes coming back there. Not college players, but, but NFL players. And I guess they said Thibodeau is going to be okay. Like he's going to be like, like he's got like a a strained. He'll be out for a bit, but he's going to be okay. On the other hand, Darian Beavers in the same game. He was fighting for a starting spot. He was they were starting to look at him as a starter in the on the inside of this Giants linebacking core. And God, it sucks that it was at home. Darian Beaver's a Colerain guy. And he was taken out of this game and taken out of his first season as a rookie. Bearcats own linebacker Darian Beavers out for the season with an ACL tear. Your heart goes out to the entire oh, sure. family. Just sucks. Ugh. Ugh. It's not good, but uh, we know what kind of dude he is. Like Don't he's going to be strong. a dude. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he I, was a guy who went to the, UConn as a little as DB, a little teeny tiny guy, little DB, and came out of UC as a very large linebacker. So. Again, you know, T's and P's and all of that go out to Darian Beavers, but God, that sucks. Absolutely sucks. On the other hand, um, I don't know. I mean, the Bengals are back to the Bengals. Um, they're they're looking to figure out. They they got one week to to try and figure it out. What's your what's your timeout? I'm calling for a timeout. What's your TV timeout? What's uh, timeout for? There, there, there's a guy in the chat that needs to be jettisoned. Get him out of here. Bum. Bum of the week. You just nominated yourself and got elected. Bum of the week. Way to go. Who is that guy, Ed? We're not talking about that. Okay. That's, that's Bill Midhall. 
He's a Michigan fan. Good old Bill Midhall. He's a Michigan fan. Sorry, I, it popped up. I had to I had to bring it up. That's fine. Might need to time him out for a few minutes so he can think about what he said. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> did, you, did you delete the comment? Yeah. Is right, it the Aaron. block button? Oh. I don't know. You don't have to block your brother. What's Aaron doing? I'm texting my commissioner who's blowing me up saying, I don't want to have to auto pick for you. You need to go in and set your keepers. <laughs> I told you to do that earlier. Sign on the dotted line guy. Speaking of signing on the dotted line. Well, I guess I'll, I'll say this for the Bearcats. Chitter chatter. <laughs> Thank you, Kirsten. That's I love Kirsten. She's one of my old coworkers from CentOS. That's fantastic. Except she loves Detroit, uh, the Red Wings. She's a huge Detroit fan. So that's soccer. I mean, it's uh, hockey. It's fine. It's Kirsten, not Kristen. Bill, get it right or pay the price. Um, so the Bengals have to. They have to figure out who their who their final fifty. What is it? Fifty three now. Fifty three man roster. Yeah. That's her. Well, we and um, obviously Jesse Bates signed his uh, tag today. And then they put him on the commissioner's list, which I didn't know was a thing. Um, What's a commissioner's list? It means that he doesn't take up a spot on the roster for the next like two weeks or something. So then they can still keep like, you know, judging the the guys that they've got now. So it doesn't kind of horrible. But yeah, I assume he probably won't be playing in the uh, final preseason game. Yeah, probably not. Like how far behind? Like okay, I'm I'm jumping on this train. Hey, real quick, hey, thank you to the viewers on Twitch. Go ahead and hit that follow button, please. We're trying to get the trying to get to 10, 10 new follows tonight. Thank you. But uh, as Jesse Bates, right? He's he's a veteran player. He's been around. He's pretty good, but still, how far behind and how not in football shape? from not attending practices, participating in practices here, how far back does that set him? I mean, he's got to be on like an accelerated plan here. Obviously there's, you know, the defense is probably not, he's probably got the playbook obviously and like knows those kinds of things, but you haven't been out there meshing with the new guys. It's kind of a disservice. And I know that this kind of gets brought up a lot of times with, different players so but it's kind of a disservice to the team yeah yeah i, mean, I agree we, go ahead ed I, it, we see this every year though like these guys that hold out like let's talk i mean like tom brady for example right i mean he hasn't been at practice for what three or four weeks so he hasn't i mean his receivers hadn't have a chance to work with him it's apparently he was on the mass singer but I mean, we we go through this every year. Guys who hold out to try. You, you say apparently. I think that's that's all still theorized. I don't know that that's been confirmed by literally well, yeah, it's, anybody. Hasn't been confirmed by anybody yet, but yeah. Um, Matt Lanham said, uh, "Yeah, can he?" I'm trying to look that roll up right if now. On, if he's on the list, I I don't know if he can or not. I I would assume once he signs the tag. Um, although I think it said the reserve commissioner's list, so I don't I don't know what that entails as far as his ability to practice. I'm, I'm assuming he probably used team facilities. I mean, we've seen 
he's posted on Instagram that he's been at the stadium uh, before, like throughout this whole whole holdout thing. Um, I mean, I like the guy. Like he's obviously a a key member of our defense, and he was at the game last week <laughs> in in the suite. Yeah. With his feet kicked up, like so. Uh, this and says he wasn't going to be playing in those games either. I, I just think that, like, you know, you're not out there, out there meshing with practicing. the, yeah, and per, messing with the new guys. Per NFL, com- go ahead. Per NFLcommunications.com, a player who is placed on the commissioner exempt list may not practice or attend games, but with the club's permission, he may pr- uh, be present at the club facility on a reasonable basis for meetings, individual workouts therapy and rehabilitation and any other non permitted non football activities. Sorry. Any other permitted non football activities? My goodness. That was so there you go. That is, uh, I mean, that that's, I, I don't, I don't like it. Um, I don't, I don't like holdouts. I mean, I guess you can say you don't like the franchise tag that kind of like backs guys into a corner kind of thing. Like, sign it or don't play like sure that also could be looked at as not not the right way to go about things um i do agree dax hill is going to be a dog uh we we talked about that um after the first game i was i was impressed with his ability to get to where the ball's at uh he's he either plays bigger or is actually bigger than i thought he was um and then you saw his ability to kind of adjust to a ball that was tipped up over the middle um, on that interception that he made. He looked pretty darn good. They're pretty athletic. I mean, obviously he's a professional football player. He better be athletic, but uh, right. you know, it was just, to me, it was, it, I thought it was a, a better than average uh, play on the ball. Um, I think he's going to fit in very well. The nice thing about him is he can also rotate out the cornerback. Yeah, I mean, and, and obviously has the hands to do so. And I thought I saw that they lined him up at one point uh, covering um, like the slot and then moved him in on a tight end. Like he can move around. So, I mean, what are you going to have? You're going to have him, Bates, Von Bell on the back end there wherever you need to like move him around. And then Eli Apple, but Mike Hilton. Um, yeah I don't know I mean it's obviously good to have depth especially at that position uh, anywhere in the secondary for that matter Um, outside of outside of Vaughn and and Jesse Bates who's been the depth at safety over the course of the last several seasons Uh, you had the guy who's been um, returning punts and kicks uh, who I believe went on? Did he go on IR today? Did I, Brandon Wilson. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, he's. Uh, I think that's all done for the season. So it'd be real interesting to see. Obviously, we saw uh, Chris Evans returning kickoffs, and he did. I think a seventy-seven yard return on Sunday night. So I mean, we could always go get Darius Philbeck or whatever his name was to no, kick. Thank you. Um, so it, it should be, uh, it should be a lot. There's a lot riding on this week for a lot of guys on this team. Um, I'll be curious to see 
I think Trent Taylor has solidified himself as a dude on this receiving core. Just catches everything. I think he's averaging 17-7 or 17-3 or something like that per reception right now in preseason. That's obscene. Houston hmm. um, says, let them sit out so no injuries during the preseason. I, I semi-agree with that as far as like what they've done game-wise. I don't agree with missing practices. Like, I, I'm just not... I don't think that that is a... a a good way to go about things like you should you, unless you're injured like or you have covid uh, obviously we've seen that or i know like uh, i think lyle collins one day had like a personal issue or something that they didn't get into whatever that was um none of our business he wasn't there uh he wasn't able to practice but i i think you need he was hanging out with bengal jim at the mall get probably that's funny you still need practice reps you've got yep. to get practice reps in uh, and I, I don't think that you just sit out and do individual workouts for you know the six months between the end of the season and the start of the next season and go right into playing full speed NFL football I don't think that 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 it works that way maybe, yeah. maybe it proves me wrong I, I don't know I, I just I just think that you need to get practice in and i'm talking about practice that is easy alan iverson practice practice like we're not talking about a game i, I just about uh, practice i feel like you've got to have those reps I, I don't i don't think that that's something that should be taken lightly missing out on that kind of stuff um maybe i'm totally wrong i don't know but i I, I, I no I, I think you're right i think you do have to have a couple you know Maybe these practice uh, games, these collaborative practices that we talked about getting, going, you know, doing away with. Maybe you just have one just to get your 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 starters out there to get some reps. But uh, well, no, you do that in the third preseason game. Yeah, but for a couple series, maybe not against a team that you've practiced against for two days yeah. prior. Yeah, yeah, that you also played. Oh, I don't know the biggest game of the season against to end the season when you Not were long ago. two teams left. The whole thing, I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like that, that this is the third preseason game. I don't like that we're doing these joint practices against them. When did joint practices start? Like this was this was something that's just within the last 10 years or so, right? I don't know. Google it. I have no I honestly have no clue. And I don't mean that as a slight, like, it's just, I have no idea. I, I don't remember a time when we didn't have them, but I, 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 I don't think they had it during COVID. I missed that time. Do you have, uh, the projected roster pulled up, Ed? So there, I was looking that up real quick. Uh, the joint practices thing, but they did cancel them during, um, COVID. COVID so. Get the projected from, roster up for you. From old Charlie Goldsmith. Is that who? Is that who? Oh, is that who you, you want me to pull up his? No, yeah. that, that's what I've been referring to. Because uh, he's the only one that I see pull, like putting this out regularly. Well, Ed's looking that up. Did you see that uh, one Auden Tate got cut down in uh, Atlanta? I did not know that. Yeah, he got cut today down in Atlanta, which is kind of surprising to me because yeah. I, 
I was always impressed with him when he was here. I, I thought he was. Yeah, same. I mean, he people were clamoring for him to get more reps. time. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, with the uh, the rise of our receiving core, we've <laughs> got the other. There aren't a lot of guys that are going to be breaking into that uh, into that room with a lot of at least a lot of snaps. I, I really did think he could go somewhere and be a you know a, a two, maybe a one, depending on how bad the team is. My guy tweets a lot. Did you put that in a group chat at any point? Charlie Goldsmith. Yeah, I can send the tweet to you. I'm looking at it right now. All right. Putting it in the, I'll just can't text it to you. I have to actually, PCP. That's fine. I found a breakdown where he updated his it's ten hours ago. But this is what I found earlier. That's my bad. You got to pull up on the uh, the old monitor here. For those there watching, hey. So there's your defense, according to Charlie Goldsmith, who thinks it's going to be six defensive end, or six defensive, yeah, defensive ends. So ten defensive linemen. That's a lot. And That's a lot. Only five linebackers. Six. What, what is the? What is the? What is the red? I don't know the answer to that. I don't have the answer to that either. Maybe, maybe guys that, would... that can swing different positions. They can play both positions. Because I'm, I'm pretty sure Cam Taylor Britt can Britt play can both play sa- safety and corner. But Dax Hill's not listed with any. And then there's he, yellow. He notes here that Caleb has uh, a hamstring injury. So maybe these are injuries. Khalid Kareem. Yeah, maybe yeah. they are. Uh, yeah. Cam Taylor Britt okay. is injured right now. So that makes sense. Okay. So those are injuries, and then Mike Thomas is, uh, I don't know what the yellow denotes, but anyway, let's look at the starters there. Hendrickson and Hubbard at uh, and Which we knew. Uh, Reader and Hill. D- DJ and BJ at uh, tackle. Which we Linebackers knew. of Logan Wilson, Jermaine Pratt. Uh, I think we knew that that was probably going to be the way that rolls. And, and then, you'll probably uh, see Akeem Davis-Gaither as that third linebacker there uh, when they're not in the nickel. And then uh, you got uh, Ouzier, Hilton, Apple, cornerback. Uh, Bringing him back, running him back. Bates and Bell at safety. There you go. And then On you offense. got obviously backed up by some backed up by some uh, some rookies in there that click that left arrow. Have been, Ed. have been impressive. That left arrow will take us to offense. Bloop. Where you see Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon. Oh, is he going to be the starter or quarterback? Are you sure about that? <laughs> Is I didn't it, know. Are you are you tired? Are you tired of seeing Samaje P. Ryan over Chris Evans? Is it time? Might be time. Look, I think he gets a lot of, a lot of extra hate because people think he could have caught that last pass in the Which Super was, Bowl. No, you look at enough angles, like, and it's, it was not a catchable ball. That said, but I don't know I do that Chris, think Chris Evans, Evans couldn't, have, couldn't have put himself in a better position to catch that ball. I think that Chris Evans is, will likely move up into that. Before I think that should probably right. be Mixon and then P. Ryan Evans on like the same line. I think. I think he probably it, just didn't have room. He wanted to keep it. Kinda. I think Evans will take that job before the end of the season. Uh, Mike Thomas, Stanley Morgan, Trent Taylor. I'm a little disappointed. You don't see one of those rookies 
slotted in there at wide receiver between uh, Pryor and I can't remember the other guy's name who had like 90-something yards and led like seven receptions uh, in the game on, on Sunday. Um, I do like to see Trent Taylor still on there, though. Like, Sure. Uh, that was a big play. You know, he, he put the, the, little, the little wrinkle that was put in just for him last year. Also disappointed at tight end not to ever see Thaddeus Moss on this you didn't, list. You didn't go over the starters at wide receiver. Because oh, you don't need to. We already know the starters. My God. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. The best the best wide receiver trio in the league. I'm tired of people Ooh. not not If Dan Ward. People are trying to say that we don't have the best trio in the league. Get out of here. Tyler Boyd would be He's a Ravens one fans. for a lot of people. Have you guys tried going in the, into those spaces? No. On Twitter, no, these no. Ravens fans on spaces. I avoid it like the plague. Wild, wild. There's no spaces. way. There's, there's literally no one that can sit down and say that there's a better one through three on any other team. No, no. Uh, Hayden no. Hurst drew sample. No Thaddeus Moss. Charlie thinks it's going to be Mitchell Wilcox, which that does nothing for me. Um, yeah. Jonah Williams, Cordell yeah. Volson, Cordell Volson, he's he's earned it. Come on, man! Yes, like, uh, dude, that guy. And you know what? I remember like back at the during the draft, like right after the draft, when we started talking about him, and like I think it was I think it was Dave Simone that was you, like you literally said these exact words. I think I? it was Dave last last week. You said these did exact I say words. I think okay. it was Dave. So uh, it was Dave. Uh, yes. Was super high on him, and he. Like, weren't there some like Twitter videos or some like clips or something of him doing crazy stuff? And it's Probably. Like, I don't think like, that guy is a monster. And if, if the worst spot on your offensive line is at left guard and it's an upgrade on last season, give me that all day. Yeah. When you don't have, when you, when you're across the middle here and you're not looking at, you know, the thing that I see with Ted Karras at center looks, Looks really nice, Alex Kappa, and then Collins over at right tech. I mean, that is what I see right now is five dudes who actually want it. Who actually want? I don't feel like when Jackson Carmen's out there that he's playing to win a spot. He's playing like he deserves a spot. Like, yeah, like, you know okay, what I mean. That's... Like, he's not out trying to win <laughs> his spot every day. What I've seen from Cordell Volson is. I'm going to give you everything that I have on every single play. The end. Yeah. And it, it seems like it's like translated over to the national media. At least like I've seen a lot of people very high on him. Um, and maybe but, his technique isn't great PFF. And maybe he's, you know, I, I, he was credited with an awful lot of slop last night. Um, like some hurries and sacks and what have you. Um, but, at the end of the day, I don't think that that dude's not going to correct his mistakes. I think he's going to continue to get better and still just go balls to the wall. I will give you everything that I have. My body be damned. He, here's what I'll uh, I'll throw this out. You look at this offensive line versus the offensive line that we had last year. Is it an improvement? Fuck is, yeah. The answer the answer You're on mute. On mute. Yeah, sorry. I was taking water drinking water earlier. Uh yeah, no, the answer is absolutely yes. This so, is like from the the Super Bowl 
offensive line that we ran out, this is day and night. I think this offensive line gives Burrow that extra second to drop the bomb down the down the seam to. to I'm going to sit, sit out tonight. I, I think I'll just let you guys talk. Okay, Dad. Yeah, just popped in for one second. <laughs> Hi, Chad. Hi. What's going on, fellas? I told you you couldn't ever help yourself. We're talking uh, about the Bengals. I know. Uh, the Jackson Carmen thing, man. Like, I just don't get it. He's not. Cut, cut him. I, I know some people in that, you know, obviously through the recruiting circles that, that date back to that situation. And they all told me the same thing. The guy's just not a dog. Like, he's not wired to be, like, a guy you can rely on, a guy you can count on. He's going to fluctuate in weight, and he's going to fluctuate in effort. And sometimes it's going to mean a lot to him, and he's going to bust his ass. And then the minute there's, like, a a bump in the road, he's going to be like, eh, yeah, I'm good. Like, And that's exactly who we've seen since the Bengals drafted him. I, just, I, I don't know you can ever trust Jackson Carmen. He doesn't have that dog in him. I just said that. You did yeah. say that. I'm doubling down. Okay. Well, I'm not going to hit that button because I don't have a not dog. Button, not so. a dog. Hey, clip this. He's not a dog. <laughs> Got that one. All right. There you go. Clip that. I just hit the clip that on Twitch. You got it. Hey. But I, that's my thing on Jackson Carmen. Like, I don't really have a lot to say about the other stuff. But, like, I, I just don't get the sense that that dude is, like, I'm here to win a Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Do you think he's one of those guys where we, we spent a second-round pick on you, so we're going to keep you around because we can't quite yet. Right wear now, the, yeah. Wear yes. the egg on the face. Yeah, right now, yeah. It. I don't think they did their homework. He's a year away from being cut. I think if they did their homework, they wouldn't have drafted him. Because the homework said, even in his recruiting class, Fairfield, Ohio, as elite as he was, he was like a top five player in the country. But if you talk to people that knew, they all said the same thing. Like, I don't think he's really about it. Like, I don't, I, I think he just, like, he's, he's taking advantage of being a giant human that should be good at football, and he is, but the truth comes out in the end. Who was the kid from Lakota West at the same time? That's a vague question. And, uh, position? That, it's same. <laughs> like, that's same a vague position. question. It was the, uh, like a to, 2018 uh, offensive lineman from Lakota West? Yeah, apparently was was very, very, very good. Uh, uh, I just had some conversations with with there were a, a few people I was talking to over over the weekend who mentioned that the guy from Lakota what they uh, I can't remember the name. There, I mean, there was a bunch of talent in but Cincinnati they, at but, that point. But they and, were they were saying that, was you know Carmen was far and away the highest rated guy. But you know there was a lot of people that told me like I I don't I don't think this kid has. It was it. along the same lines that like it, right. whoever the whoever the mm-hmm. kid was from Lakota West had it, um, maybe wasn't rated or didn't necessarily always show as well as, as Carmen. 
I was going to say Jordan yeah. Hicks was kind of around that same time, but he wasn't he might a lineman. Have been earlier, though. He was a linebacker. Yeah. He has some dog in him, for sure. Dog. Um, anyway, but it all goes back to the, the fact that, you know. They made a bad pick. Like, Jackson yeah. Carmen's a bad pick. I don't, I don't, I don't think that pick is ever going to bear fruit, if you will. We'll see. What's your cocktail? Maybe we can trade him. I mean, we never would have thought that we would get anything out of Fisher, and Fisher turned into BJ Hill, which might be one of the best trades. With Carmen, you're always going to have that belief that, like, he was a starting tackle at Clemson, right? Like, so you could pretend. I mean, Fisher was. There's definitely potentially value there. I'm sorry, I'm not Fisher Price. I'm I'm thinking Fisher Price. Price. Yeah, candy or uh, toys. 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 Yeah. Because you got a a month old, a one month old baby. All you can think about is toys. Life's happening fast. Come on. All right, you can tap me out. I just like the Carmen thing annoys me because I just I think that's a guy that's that that's not about the right things. I, I think, think it's always I think out. it's I think it's always irritating when you see somebody that has all the talent in the world and they just kind of middle through life with it. Like yeah. when you're blessed with the ability to be great at something and you just kind of like uh as long as I, I put mean, in the minimal effort I can stick around and that's all I really care to do is just be just like exist as this person. I don't, I don't really have any talent but I just show up and work every day. That's <laughs> fair. I'm not all that talented at all. What do I do well? I guess is the question. Talk. Twitter. Twitter on fire. Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. yeah Twitter. I haven't done that much lately. You yeah, haven't? No. There's been, Aaron knows, there's been a couple situations I've wanted to, but I've been a good boy. Haven't I, Aaron? I mean, I've I've been falling off a little bit. Did one of them involve uh, Samuel Witwicky? Whatever that guy's name is. I played the fifth. Copy. Almost missed one, that one. One, two, three, four, five. I played the fifth. <laughs> All right, you guys go back. You guys go back to doing your show. Okay. All right. Love Bye you. Yet. Bye. Didn't even notice the name. What was his name? What? Oh, he he's saying he didn't make a comment about oh. BCJ affiliate. <laughs> In any case, um, I don't I don't have any more. On, I think I'm exhausted on the Bengals at this point. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're gonna see. Hopefully, get you know little uh little bit of. Of a light show, some fireworks for the first couple series and get those guys off the field and ready to go week one. Fair enough. As long as there's no like battle royale that occurs at the joint practice that Aaron is all against. Stupid. Bearcats. Camp Higher Ground is over. So sad to see it go. Two scrimmages are in the books. And the quarterback has still not been announced. The starting running back has not been announced. They've dealt with some injuries to the running back room, though, yeah? Yeah. Well, they've been 
nursing guys back. So this was this scrimmage was the first scrimmage that they've had all four guys available, like fully available. So you saw Miles Montgomery get the bulk of the load with the ones. Um, you've seen him and Charles McClellan bouncing back and forth with the ones. You saw Ryan Montgomery and Corey Kiner both get work with the ones and twos. Um, it's running back is, is deep. I, I think it's safe to say running back is deep. I don't know that it's been that deep. You, I don't know. I mean, you don't have a guy like a Jerome Ford right now. You don't have a guy like a Mike Warren right now. And I G off. I G off. Um, but you know, the, they're, they're all guys that you could start and feel okay about, if that makes sense. Like all yeah. four of them are, are guys that you could feel okay starting, as opposed to just a standout guy where you're like, this is my guy, the end. Or only having two guys that would be the guys, and then everybody else would be a fill. And that's, so, not, that's not necessarily a bad thing to have when you can, you know. if No, because running backs get injured. Yeah, and if you got to go, if you got to go to a back, you know, maybe you get into a, a game where you, you know, running is working far better and you can just rotate a dude in and out and they're all, you know, you're not having, seeing a lot of drop off between each one and you can get fresh legs out there. I'm not, I'm not opposed to that. No. As long as it doesn't throw off anything else. And I, I, I don't think that. Fickle runs a ship wherein somebody, you know, where it's going to be, somebody's going to, you know, there's going to be an issue caused by, you know, rotating dudes in and out. It's not really his style, no. Oh. So, like, I mean, we've, and, and we've seen, we'll go all the way back. You all referenced the, uh, the very first game that Desmond Ritter played. When he got put in, you know, and they, they talked about it afterwards, that there wasn't a, there was the plan was you know two series two series two and then you know he said he told Desmond like hey if we score on the first two series things might change that didn't happen we know what happened he came he came in and he stuck around um, so you know Fickle's gonna do what Fickle's gonna do and it's generally been the correct decision all the way down the line so whoever he decides to run out there uh, obviously all we're all gonna sign off on that. Not that we have any uh, input on it, but we got a little bit of input on it. I think I think we got a little bit. Of we can tweet them. I don't. I don't think that has. Uh, he 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 probably has like a flip phone during the season. Fickle. Yeah. Uh, he, we know he doesn't. He he did all those uh, calling the players and asking them if he called back last year. So could have borrowed someone's phone. That was an iPhone. <laughs> What, if he borrowed somebody's phone, then they would have been like, uh, whose he, number is this? Come on. He, they all he, said, hey, coach. He uses iPad. There's a possibility. You're correct. Uh, I don't know. I mean, obviously, he's earned the trust of this fan base. He's earned the trust of his players. They know that he's not going to just do something to do it. He's also not going to. When, when was the last time he made a decision that you're like, that, was, that wasn't the right decision? Ooh, that wasn't right. I'll wait. There hasn't been, so I don't think. 
Maybe not maybe not, maybe, yeah, the end maybe, of the maybe the end of the Peach Bowl. Maybe maybe not bringing in a kicker last year. Yeah, there's that. It didn't really come back to bite him. Luckily, Hard. yeah. I mean, the the kicker actually made more kicks in, against Alabama than he had all season. Yeah. So he didn't go get a kicker from a frat party on the street. I know that. That's not something he did. Well done, old miss. What? Yeah, that's you haven't seen that interview. That's the thing that happened. Oh, I did. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, With uh, Lane, old Lane Kiffin, who didn't know anything about his kicker. I, I, was it a kicker or a punter? I think it was a punter. Punter. It might have been. A, it might have been a punter. But I, I saw where he said he, he said like, "Oh yeah, I don't know who this guy is." He's like, "I don't know. I, I thought we needed a punter. He wouldn't found me a punter." <laughs> he showed up. They're like you know, doing sure keg stands, but no, he... make sure he's eligible and whatnot. And... We got we got to get him good and liquored up before he goes out there. But yeah. I found it. Yeah, I'm not gonna do it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I I don't know that we have necessarily any questions on the battles, and I don't know that he's really going to give any of those answers. Um, I think that even at the Jaden Thompson. Chris Scott, Nick Mardner position at wide receiver. Um, I, I don't know that we're going to see an answer. And here's the other thing: like, I keep seeing a lot of people like, "Oh my God, they haven't even they haven't even you know they can't make a decision on who their quarterback's going to be, and they can't make a decision here and they're like JQ Hardaway or Jaquan Shepard." For what reason does it benefit Zero. the University of Cincinnati football team to announce to the country? Weeks in advance, who who is going to be their quarterback or who is going to be starting? What it does like nothing for starting them. starting safety or starting corner or who's going to be our starting linebacking core or it, it agreed it does zero Helps benefit. Nothing. What because do you mean? We talked about this last year at the at the end of the year once the season wrapped up and we kind of started to like out who was going to be here and that there were some transfers coming in and this and that and the other. When you look at the two quarterbacks that it has come down to, mm-hmm. at least the ones that we think it's come down to, because who knows? But you've got two very different styles if you're going to go with Evan Prater and Ben Bryant. Yes. Two very different styles. So if you're, if you're Arkansas, yeah, you probably do want to know who the starting quarterback is going to be. Because that's going to change the way you're going to game plan. Whereas Cincinnati knows who Arkansas is running out there. He was really, really good last year. Like they know, they know what they're looking at. They know how to game plan there. Arkansas is going to have to put in two different game plans. Yeah, just to and be safe. Because who's safe? Who we we've all seen Luke Fickle yank a guy out after two series. Yeah, run the other guy out there, and and maybe and maybe that's what happens. Maybe they go out and they they run like three series, three series, or two series, two series, and see what see what sticks in a game, you know. And if it goes out and it's going well, then they stick with that guy. You know, maybe sticks Ben Bryant starts the game and they walk up and down the field, and it's like, well, you know, this is how it's going to be this week. I I do foresee that it's probably a position that's in limbo. Maybe for you know the first chunk of the season. Hell, it could be the whole season. 
I'd be surprised I don't like if that. there wasn't I would I'd be surprised if there wasn't some type of leash, right? Like maybe it's well, a, maybe it's a very long leash, whoever wins the job, maybe it's a short yeah. leash. I don't know, but And what's that what's the what's that shirt say that he's walking around with? Iron sharpens iron. And so we, if you get can we talk about that real quick. If you hold on, if you've got some guys that are out there that know that there's a dude behind them and that they're not just locked into a position they can walk through the you know go through the motions to stay there you're only going to get their best out of them every week my theory so so let's talk about the iron sharpens iron shirt shirts so apparently there's some people who think that what luke fickle is doing is this was on the bcj boards and i don't recall who said it so i'm not calling anybody out by name but there were some people on the bcj boards that said that these shirts are very corny and they don't look forward to seeing middle-aged men walking around wearing iron sharpens iron shirts at the tailgate or at the games not these people said that said the iron sharpens iron is corny said that this is us or or just be us is corny said that the catchphrases and what have you that luke fickle uses is corny and essentially contrived and just why are we doing this uh, they, they, not... they, they likened it to the team on the back of his vests and they also likened it to uh hold the rope or row the boat that's what they likened it to. Are they? What do? What are these people? My thing is like I've got, every. I've got three I, soccer games on I, Saturday, <laughs> and and two soccer games on Sunday. I, I have four practices to take these boys to each week, and I work a full time job, and I do this podcast. Where do these people find time to come up with stupid shit like that? That this is corny or that it's corny, yeah. Just enjoy the ride. All right. There's another one. They probably don't like that either. Oh, this, you're right. You probably don't. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm actually gonna create a t-shirt right now. It says enjoy the ride. Hey, five one three shirts, where you at? They're, we they're, need a we need a BCJ shirt that says uh enjoy the ride. Just joking, Chad shaking his head. No, don't create that shirt. Unreal. I don't know. I do I like that idea. But that, I mean, that gets down to my point. Like, anyone who has spent any amount of time participating in any team sport. We all hear the cliches, but when you build a culture that's actually buying into it, that, that that's what it's about. Absolutely. Not the words, but it's like actually feeling the brotherhood and actually knowing like we are making each other better. So you, you throw iron sharpens iron or whatever – but the fact that they are actually living it and doing it and out there, like that's what it's it, about. What to me, I mean, it's along the same lines as like getting them excited and like ready to go. Like the team last year, they bought in to pump it up. Yeah, they absolutely did, and the fan base did. Yeah, for the most part, my kids did. You know what I mean? Like you've got to like you've always they always every coach everywhere finds some little saying, some little something. You know, like, for instance, they uh, Lakota West played St. X this weekend, past weekend, Friday night. And they showed uh, the Tom Bolden 
that's the head coach and they get Lakota West. Yeah. They showed his pregame speech and he was like, one time, one time. Give that's at the beginning of the Kenny Chesney concert. Like, Kenny Chesney there you video. Go. So his his was like one time. And then he's like, you know, every, every one of the, it's all about the way that it's delivered to the kids. And if they buy into it and they want to run through a brick wall for this man for screaming iron sharpens iron, then he can yell it. If they want to run through a brick wall because he puts pictures of unicorns on the wall, I don't care. Think of all the corny, uh, slogans we had for the homecoming game or in high at, school or at any professional workplace for that matter this is our night like before before my kid my before my oldest before i take him to football practice like when we're sitting there talking like the last thing i tell him before he goes out on like runs out on the field is run fast hit hard is that is that stupid probably don't put that on does a t-shirt it sound, does it sound goofy yeah, so, but when he gets out so there, so corny, Jeff. It, it's very corny. But when he comes off the field after practice, and he's like, "Did you see that?" Yeah, I hit him hard. I'm like, huh? You have to find ways to motivate your people. Absolutely. Yeah. That's some people, it. some people, it's Kona ice trucks, and some people, it's an iron sharpens iron T-shirt. Sometimes you're lucky enough to have both. That's true, and that's double motivation. I can't hire him. Just saying. Um, I just want to bring that up because it just really bothered me. Like, if that's what if, if that's what you're really getting all riled up about, then go then go. Then trust cheer, me, I get, then go cheer for Kansas football. I get really riled up about some silly shit. Like we all know, you guys know, Chad knows. I get riled up about some really silly shit, but that's I, I feel like this is taking it to a whole new level of things that bother you. Um, that said, Des Ritter played Sauce. Uh, the Falcons, yes, the Falcons screwed that up big time. By starting, who'd they start, Marcus Mariota? Yeah, all week, NFL has been pushing that picture out there on Twitter. Ritter versus Sauce, Ritter versus Sauce, Ritter versus Sauce. And then oh, we're going to start Marcus Mariota. Uh, Pat Lambert with Max Steinecker was way funnier in that same like they, they cut off uh Dez's head and put oh yeah I did see that too put Pat Lambert and they cut off Sauce's head and put Max Seneker and that was hilarious so, to so me. Let, let, let's talk about that real quick because I saw Dez? somebody mention it on, on Twitter um, but then obviously it goes hand in hand with things that we've said here since halfway through the season last year when we started saying like oh like we could have a, a good solid amount of guys get drafted and like some first round guys maybe and like the what that does for the university. Mm-hmm. And then yes, it's a preseason Monday night game, mm-hmm. but literally all the graphics that you saw were Desmond Ritter, Bearcat, Dog. Dog. Okay, I guess you're not gonna hit it. Thanks. I got the comments. Uh, and then up. and then and then Sauce Gardner. Dog. So, when you've got that, and you can be like, you know, a recruit comes in that you're you're trying to get this recruit, and I know we've gone over this before, but like, you hold that up, and you're like, look at this. This is this is a Monday night. Game or you put it on one of the TVs in the locker room as you're touring. Or you put it on a T-shirt. It just wants T-shirts for everything. But I mean, that's I don't know huge you can't you can't 
You can't buy that marketing. That was free no, marketing. No. Yeah, for sure. Very expensive marketing that was free for the university to be like, look, paid these are for our, by the NFL. <laughs> these are our these for. are our dudes, and they were just here, and they're in the NFL, and they're the like marquee guys that they're choosing to put on the front of the graphic for this game. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah. It'd be real interesting to see what happens with guys like is Kobe going to be a starter is DeBlanco going to make Seattle's team is uh, Jerome Ford going to, are they going to trade Kareem hunt is Jerome Ford going to elevate to running back number two. Um, I think he's even in a battle for number three right now. So we'll, we'll see. Um, but there's, there's certainly a, plenty of, of dudes out there um, for these Cincinnati Bearcats that are fighting for their NFL lives here in week three. So Fighting very well. I mean, yeah, Ned's had some, he started the needle on a couple of those passes last he's, night. And he's certainly was, making an argument for being a starter for sure. Marcus Marietta can just sit down somewhere. Yes, hey. I'm just saying. Well, I, I think I think well from the podcast that I was on, they I mean they were all they're all on board with Ritter being the uh, being the guy. Well, because so. you kind of know what you have in Marcus Mariota, right? Like he's what, what has he done to really say I should be a starter anywhere? I mean, he looked okay, he looked okay at the beginning of that game. Okay is but not again, going to win you games, right? Like okay is just going to get you to another five and five and twelve. I mean, at some point, at some point, you got to make the make the decision on is this who's going to be the guy? Do we want to find out if he is capable of being the guy, or do we need to draft someone else next year? Yeah, because Marcus Mariota is not your future, and if. Des is your future right now. He's on a, a rookie contract. Dude, and what about that pass he made over the? I think it was that Bernard guy again. Yeah, over the middle, where he squeezed it into a window. That that's what I'm right. saying. He threw the needle a couple times last night. Uh, and another side note about that guy. I know this. This is a Cincinnati podcast, but apparently that Bernard guy is like the number one lacrosse player in the country. I heard him talking about that yesterday. He's like a lacrosse dude. Well, considering there is there even a professional lacrosse league, no wonder he's. Yeah, I think, uh, I think, I think so. Is. Yeah, it doesn't. Uh, it's probably akin. To, it's probably akin to a lot of the other like professional like somebody. One of the Barstool guys owns one. Weird. So, but so quick question. So, there was a graphic today where eighteen coverage snaps and Sauce Gardner hasn't been targeted once. Mm-hmm. So the beginning of the season. They have the Ravens, then they have the Browns, then they had the Bengals. Who's going to be the first one to get a touchdown on Sauce? I hope it's Jamar. It's not going to be the Ravens. No. It's not going to be the Browns. No, it's not going to be the Browns. Because who, who are they? Chad's back in his white tee. He's also on mute. Fresh in my white tee. Chad's on mute. Does he know he's back? Sorry, oh. sorry. He's thinking. I, mean, I, I could put the I could put the polo back on, but like no, I didn't know I didn't know if Ed just brought you back in and you didn't. No, know I asked. You, I asked you in the be, private chat. He tap, said tap in. Tap back uh, in. Okay. producing my ass off over here, Jeff. There's a get. reason that nobody will throw at sauce. We talked about this last year, and I don't think people believe me. 
There were teams that went into those games thinking we are going to throw at him and expose him. It didn't work out for them. No, it didn't Why did it them. not work out, Aaron? Because he's an excellent Because the guy he was guarding was not open. Exactly. You are going to throw if you watched that game last night. The Falcons dominated throwing to the left. Because the guys on the left were running wide open. Why did they not throw to the right? Because the guy that Sauce was guarding wasn't open. Was not open. Like and it was easier it, to throw to the left. That's what I'm saying. You like throw, so it you so throw it, to the wide it, open guy, not the guy that's covered. Who's who's usually on the right for the Bengals? Chase. Good luck, man. Oh, I'm saying, yeah, no, that's what I'm saying too. But I I mean, what if it happened? In Cincinnati, I would think that I would think oh, that. Hey, in, look, okay, okay. Let me ask you this, Ed. Yeah, no, I'm just. I don't want it to happen, no, but Ed, I'm just saying. Let me ask you this, Ed. Let me ask you I, this. I do. You, if you're gonna jump into the fucking foray here, let's okay. have the conversation. Just, just a question. If you have the option of throwing to Jamar Chase, guarded by Ahmad Gardner, or throwing to T Higgins. Guarded by whoever that shitty other cornerback was that was letting guys run o- wide open all over the field. Who are you going to throw to? T. Higgins. Right. I know. There's a Joe, reason. There's a Joe, reason Bengals opponents throw at whoever Eli Apple is guarding, and it's because Awuzie is really good, and Mike Hilton's really good. Jeff, and they look at that and they look at that and say, we're throwing an apple. Great. Now Apple's mom's gonna come after us. She can come after you all we all she wants. The reality is what I just said was a thousand percent accurate. No, I understand, yeah. I understand. You're not throwing at a woozy, eh? You're not throwing at Hilton if you don't have to. That leaves one guy. Gives you your best chance. Right. Then it's not always a good chance, but I just think right. it's hey, I just think it's, it's funny how much like no one believed the things that Cincinnati fans were sauce. saying for well <laughs> and, and it goes beyond that though. Like there are people that are surprised with what Ritter's doing already, even yep. though they're saying he looks like he's been in the league seventeen years. There like, my, my favorite part about all of this though is the fact that Stingley does not look good. He ain't sauce. Derek well, Stingley is not sauce. He's never been sauce. The Ed, there are some people who thought he was better. I know, but he mm-hmm. never has been. So, but then you, you know, and then you got a guy like, you know, unfortunately for, for Beavers, you know, he gets hurt, but like, yeah, there were some, there, there were some absolute dogs on this team that great. It, it, it great literally, players. and we, we, carried the torch you know as best we could as fans and you know obviously like media coverage and and things that like to try to like get people that were outside the bubble to understand that what we were saying wasn't just to hype up guys that were on the team that we weren't we were being hovering right we were legitimately saying like you don't understand what now, is going Brian on Cook here. Is a dog Brian Cook is a dog Yes. He's going to blow you up. He's going to sniff out whatever you're trying to do, and he's going to destroy your offense. 
in, in Seattle, you got Kobe, Kobe and Bryant, Joel. And like and Joel. And, and Joel DeBlanco. And there, you know, there's folks up there like it's almost like people think these guys just like materialized, like they didn't play oh, in college. Here's, like, here's the best validation of all of this, Jeff, is that the message we're getting back from all of these places is that these Cincinnati dudes know how to play football. They, they've been trained right. They've been taught right. They understand fighting for your spot. They understand being in a position battle. They understand special teams. They understand getting in the weight room and getting after it. Like, that's what levels. we were trying to express to people is that it's not just that these guys are football, like, studs. It's that they know how all of this works. They've been trained. You go in, you put your head down, you do your work. You get in and you build a relationship with your position coach and you build a relationship with the head coach and the strength and conditioning coordinator and you get in the weight room and you do everything that's asked of you and you get in the book and you study and like all that shit. Nutrition. All of these guys are ready for that because they've been through it. It wasn't bullshit here. Why do you think Alabama, like that's the Alabama thing, right? Like we joked about going into, uh, it was only half joking, going into the Cotton Bowl. Nick Saban has like 15 quality control assistants that have been breaking down tape on Cincinnati. That have been NFL head coaches. Yeah, yeah they're right. all NFL head coaches or coordinators, whatever. They've been in Alabama, like locked in a, a office this, like a room the size of my office people refer to that as a cage yes and they've done nothing but examine tape of cincinnati my main point we talked about it when they went into the sec championship game against georgia and it was like look man they've been getting ready for this shit for five months <laughs> right the the day Georgia had their first practice. Alabama had people working on Georgia. Yeah. And they had a month to work on Cincinnati. They do it right. Luke Fickle's doing it right in the in the locker room. And that's why these guys are going to NFL teams. And these NFL teams are like, oh, my God. We got a dude that, that knows the deal. Yeah, no shit. That's... There was there was someone that asked me uh, on Sunday when I was on that Falcons podcast, like, yeah. will it, like, does the level of competition that Dez faced in college, will that, like, hold him back in the NFL? And I said, no. I said, the, no I mean, you saw what he was able to do against those teams. And then, I mean, it, it's not like the AAC was totally devoid of competition throughout no, that there's time. plenty of guys that are in the nfl like it it, it, it wasn't good he wasn't playing it wasn't the like yeah right. it wasn't but the exactly and that's what i said i said you know he wasn't playing you know an sec or big 10 all the time kind of schedule but he's gonna he give you more play, than joe flacco against, said, but when he did play Delaware, against did. those teams like he you know he he showed out very well i said if you want to go look at it a team that was ranked at the in the top of the ranking go look at the watch the notary game game 
Watch yeah. what he did there. I said, yep. you know, when he played, when they played Indiana, granted Indiana turned out to be a turd, but you had a situation where he started off not very good in that game, and he was able to turn it around, shake all that off, and perform get, very well in the second half. Get it right. Get it right. Get it tight. So, <laughs> but it, it all just goes. It all just goes back to the fact that things are done right here and UC is not so much the sleeper anymore of like people not necessarily believing. Um, and that's, yep. that's all, that's all well and good heading into a power five conference. They're in a good spot. We'll see how well they can take advantage of it. Right. Like, yeah. All right. Ed, go to bed. Cool. Bye dad. Bye. Bye Chad. Bye. You watch wrestling this week? Hold on, we're not going to talk about wrestling. Yeah, we're not going to talk about wrestling tonight. For a second, we can talk about wrestling if you have a thing. I just want to bring up the point, the the fact uh, that there is a number one basketball recruit that is being targeted by our staff. And I didn't, I didn't know if you'd want to get into it since we're four hours past your bed. Uh, yeah, no, I'm we, sorry, four listen, minutes past your bed. Well, bedtime. we don't. We, we can briefly just touch on it because I know that it's been that you guys have talked about it on, on every other podcast on the, the BCJ network. Yeah. Um, I just think it's awesome. Uh, I know that you guys had predicted that he was going to jump very high. On Don't the, say you uh, guys. Um, I, I had nothing to do with that. That was all Chad. He's okay. the one who's seen him. Right. I predicted I, I just, just... Uh, Okay. So I won't, I won't lump you in with, with that. But you and Chad did discuss it. At the impetus of Chad starting the discussion. I just don't want to take any of that credit because it's uh, not, absolutely. That he not was my gonna, credit to take. That he was going to jump up high on, on these these watch lists and rankings and whatnot. Uh, but he, right now he's the, the number, number one, one in the dude. In the nation. He is the dude. And UC is at least in the conversation. And in, that's... In, in four conversations, and that's, if, if you will. And that is incredibly impressive because uh, it, it has been a while i think chad mentioned that it was like maybe satterfield that, satterfield demar when we had two guys in the that, top 10 that we were targeting um obviously Xavier booker goes to uh, michigan state uh, at number six in 247 and number one in one of the other affiliates um but yeah collier's right up there in both top 10 in both top five in both uh i believe and we all and know he, he number plays, one at 24 7 he plays he plays play his summer ball stuff he he plays with uh ravon quite a bit right yeah uh, well he plays it depends um but he has played with ravon um but he plays with uh oh what's the kid's name the other target forward for from the same school plays yeah uh, I'm just totally blanked on him. His name, I can't. Now I'm gonna. I know. Same. W. Uh, not. Not Tyler McKinley. Um, but that's another dude. Um, starts with an A. God, why am I blanking? This is terrible for radio. Yeah, this is just podcast. Horribly awful. Same. 
Where's Chad when we need him to tell? I know he, he left. He left. Like, he left at the wrong. A, at the wrong a minute time. too soon. There, there he is. is. Page. Thank you, Arnton Page. Yes. You uh, came in at number sixty, or right, right go. around number sixty. And then Boy, Rayvon be... Griffith was number forty. Jizzle uh, James was sixty-seven, I think, something like that. I thought it was sixty-two. Somewhere, uh, somewhere. In there. Yeah, I, I don't have a brain right now. I'm but that would be a... clearly me either, because I couldn't even remember Arnton Page's <laughs> name. Arnton Page. That would be a quite the quite the little um, look Paul to have going into the Big Twelve. As we talked about last night, this is nothing more. At worst, this is a testament to Wes Miller and his staff's ability to evaluate talent. When they got in on Isaiah Collier, he was in that, you know, 28, 30, 31 range around there, which is really good. Elite, like a high-end player. But they saw something different in that kid and went all in. Remember game day when there were Isaiah Collier signs? Yeah, the ones that you planted. <laughs> Why did I plant those, Jeff? Because there was a belief in the Cincinnati staff and, the, and around the program. This wanna, kid is special. I want to clarify. Special. You, you didn't plant them as in handing people Isaiah Collier. No, I just told right. people to take Isaiah Collier. Signs. Just wanted to clarify for anyone who might be listening and right. think that you actually ran around giving people <laughs> with, with Isaiah Collier. Signs. I, just, I did not do that. I just see Chad running around. A lot like of a people magic, are saying that. He's got this big magic marker in a cardboard side. He's like, "Here, kid, uh, hold yeah. this." We were worried about Kelly living on game day, so I wasn't right. there to even be exactly. able to do that. Like I got, exactly. I got an alibi. <laughs> I got an alibi. That's a, that's a pretty good alibi. My wife was dying. I, I couldn't make it. Um, but as it were, they were right. Like they were right to say we are all in on this kid because this kid has a chance to be special. And 11, 12 months later, he's number one. It's not a chance anymore. He's going to be special. The end. Right. He's number one. Right. Like that. That's there's no better justification of your staff being good at what they do than recruiting a guy that's number one, like it becomes number one. And on rivals, they also moved a guy that Cincinnati spent a shit ton of time on to number one. While you're still here, let me ask you this. Are you surprised at all? That Bronny James has zero, zero offers. No, as a top not ten at the kid, moment. not at the moment. First off, he wasn't good for. He's, he's a top ten kid. Will you shut up and listen for a second? You're not good at this. Shut up and listen. You're always talking. There was a period where watching Bronny was like. I don't know that he's any good. I don't know that there's enough juice to like support the squeeze. And as time went on, he got better at all of the like. So he got screwed, right? Because his dad is six nine and he's six three. His brother's taller than him, isn't he? Yeah. His, his younger, younger brother? brother is taller than him. Yes. Bryce. 
But it got to the point over the past probably two months that he started to be able to like do the things that a high major player does. Impact the game with rebounding and passing and pushing the ball up the floor and putting pressure on a defense. And like all of a sudden it was like, oh, there's all that like secondary stuff we loved about LeBron, but we took for granted because he was six nine and like the best the player monster. in the world. <clears throat> now you're seeing in his son all that stuff that like you take for granted with LeBron is manifesting itself in Brian. And for whatever reason, they have now started trending towards they are going to go to college. Like he's going to go to college. Hmm. I was just saying, the how, initial how much belief the, was it was going to be straight to like the G League or the G like League some, or Ignite. Yeah, for sure. or, he's not good enough. No, I think he is now. That's actually the ironic part, Aaron. I, I think now he is good enough to go to the G League or Ignite or whatever. Hmm. When he wasn't six, eight, nine months ago, I also kind of wonder how much. I also kind of wonder how much, like, well, a that that you know the the thought process there was that they that he was gonna not do the college route, but I also like I seem to recall there being some like interview spots with LeBron talking about like missing out on that part of. Yeah. Of playing basketball, playing at, at the college level, and like so, you know, so why not have him go play a year? He he doesn't. Yeah. They're not in a situation where he needs the seventy five thousand dollars to go right. play right. for the That's you true. know the ignite G League ignite. They'll yeah. be okay with it. Right. and I and I'm pretty sure he could probably get an NIL deal for seventy five thousand dollars. Probably, probably there's probably a company out there just, that might do that. His dad's going to be paying him. His dad has a company. Just a guess. So there is this real feeling that now he's trending towards college. Um, but there is also this real, like, when you watch, he's become a much better player. I saw and, the stuff he was doing in Europe, and it he looked fantastic. Right. And, and eight months ago, he didn't have that in his game. So very cool. All right, well, I know Jeff's got an early day tomorrow morning. I do. First day so of school tomorrow. Glad we got to What get grade through. are you in? Uh, <laughs> first, first grade. I'm going into first grade. Did you did you see this? Aaron apparently got demoted to BCJ affiliate here. Yeah, I saw that. Ed, Ed I was recently promoted. That's fired. Congrats to fired. Me. Get him out of here. I, 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 after I saw that, I checked the, um, the financial books and that, that doesn't appear to be true that Aaron's Dang. an affiliate and Ed's partner. Dang. Chad just morried you. Dang. He's got you the are not the he's employee. Got the, he's the paternity <laughs> Not the employee. All right. Well, that's going to do it for another episode of Pardon the Punctuation. As always, oh, for Chad Brendel, for You're not fired. You're just not hired. For Jeff Howell and for whatever Ed is these days, I don't even know at this point. That's producer um, Cincy. Self-proclaimed. Um, I am Aaron Smith, Nobody's and this was it. another episode of PTP. We will see you nine fifteen Tuesday night next week. Bye. 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 FC Mid-Cincinnati. See ya!